It wasn't raining. We're raving. And I don't know whether he was really saying it. All he kept saying was eat, sleep, rave, repeat, eat, sleep, rave, repeat, eat, sleep, rave, repeat, eat, sleep, rave. Right. Good evening, gentlemen. (laughs) How are we both, Sebastian and Harold? I'm good, thank you, Samuel. Good, good. Harry, How are you okay? Is it, is it Harold? Yes, all good. All good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I would say this is an informal podcast. You're not, not sure? Well, I... <laughs> how, how, how does the, the formality of the podcast affect your mood and how you've been? No, but no, no, no. So if you jump in the gun, it affects my name. <laughs> It's like oh okay, gotcha. You're answering yeah. my question, not Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want to confuse the. the no, that's you. fine. And yeah. how are you? Uh, I've been not. I've been all right. I can still breathe. I had a great ride. Got dropped. So everything's normal again. It's great. Yeah, back in back in business. Yeah. But yeah, and oh. the grindy, um, the grinding headset, which I. Th- thought was gonna fail me didn't you didn't die yeah <laughs> yeah oh, harry, no. harry um, what, oh, what's matter? yeah I'd... <laughs> all right yeah harry no, brought harry, harry brought his bike round um, um so. the other day and uh i looked at his headset and it's, it's interesting i've never <laughs> seen a bear- sure, <laughs> i've never seen a bearing stuck on a steerer tube that tightly before so much so that when to like have a look at it the um the bottom race was stuck to the the fork crown and the the top section of the lower headset was stuck to the the, the steerer tube so the head the bearing actually pulled itself apart and obviously that was just to see what was up with it so we had to then put it back together and sort of try and tighten his headset up so he could ride on the weekend yeah the guy because oh, i thought uh, you know when you watch the gcm videos you think they all everything's pre-planned and it all just works perfectly like they say oh it should just drop out and you can literally see it just fall out with absolutely no friction just easiest thing in the world and yet my one i tried to do it and it's seized and i was hitting it with a hammer and just thinking i'm definitely doing something that i shouldn't be but it turns out it it just rusted itself to the inside of the bike so and also also on their stuff it's like that canyon are paying their bills they're not going to turn around and say like that canyon's headsets load of wank are they <laughs> You're gonna need a bulldozer to rip yeah. out your stirrup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just yeah, their bars and place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've used all the strength of the headset, not the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's off. That's off on this weekend. Is uh, trying to fit. Have the new bearings arrived yet? Yeah, the bearings arrived. I'm just waiting for the um, across cover. So we're the, we're getting I'm, rid of this chumpy top cap. And we're slamming it. Chopping it and slamming it. Even more. It's already slammed, but we're slamming it again. It's double slammed. The double slammed canyon. So that'll be, yeah, my back is looking forward to that immensely. So, yeah. Whatever that turns up. So, Sam, yesterday, I thought you were joking um, when you texted and you were going on a a ride in the evening when it was snowing. (laughs) And then (laughs) a few hours later, I got a little text being like, I've just stood in my skin suit in the kitchen, like dripping wet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one yeah. image it was cold <laughs> so obviously you didn't you didn't wimp out it was planned you carried on yeah it was that feeling i was getting ready because i'm i have completely set my body and my mind up to do cycling as early as possible and then be done for the <laughs> day so sitting around at like five o'clock knowing i had to go out in the cold and cycle i was like oh I cannot be bothered, but that's why it's good to ride with other people because the accountability was there. If it was on my own, I would have sacked that off immediately. <laughs> um, it wasn't; it was warmer up up north, north of the A two five nine, than um, where you guys had proper snow, didn't you? But oh, was it, it was, like, yeah, it settled. It looked like an hour of um, it was mediocre heavy, snowfall. Yeah, no, it was yeah. quite sunny. It was freezing and windy, but it was sunny. It wasn't horrible, horrible as horrible. So yeah, how was your group ride, Harry? Yeah, it was. We had a good turnout, as expected. I think we had nine, oh, <laughs> six, six, yeah, six people. <laughs> we had. It was a great turnout. We had two of us. It was great, really great atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, I think well, there were there were eighteen of us, and then we split into headed up towards Goodwood. Uh, met at the top of the climb where inevitably blew apart, and then some people turned around, and then we had an it it the numbers went down enough so that we could all ride as yeah because it's fifteen in a in an official BC ride it's fifteen oh is so, it okay yeah. and what about non what about non official yeah. BC ride six yeah well because an official BC ride is classed as organised sport yes okay. I believe so. And I'm guessing it's organised sport in the sense of its training no because uh, there's no competitiveness in a training. Yeah, well, they're saying that. Like, I played football and we just booked it, you know, with old matey boy at the cages and that counts as organised sport. So I don't know how cycling can't just do that as well. You have to go through, you know, through like the British cycling website and make it an official group ride. It seems a bit, again, really? classic British cycling being dark Fine. ages. Like, you have to write a letter, attach it to a pigeon and send it to Jerusalem before you can get, <laughs> get the okay to change your ride. Yeah, it's like when you ride over in Belgium, isn't it? You've got to get a letter. You have to just email them saying, can you please send me a confirmation letter? But it feels like you're a kid going to school. Can I have the day off, please? Yeah. You need to get a signature from the parents. It's the same thing. Am I allowed to ride in another country? Yeah. You need to get it. some Belgian parents and then get them to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> See if you've got any Belgian roots at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, group ride was good. Got an SB spat early on with uh, the lungs still struggling. And that was good. And then we decided to got Duncton instead of the easy way, which was a massive mistake. Ooh. But yeah, dealt with it. See, I haven't, done any, I haven't done longish climbs like that with my new gear ratio yet. And I'm a little bit scared about it. What have you gone down to? Well, I've got 46.32. Which I think is the equivalent to thirty six twenty five, doing the maths. Which for most people that's a normal yeah. fine gear ratio, but I do, I climb at a high cadence. So I've just got to retrain myself to do. You you've used more to watts. climb at a high cadence. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Well, no, I'll do the same cadence. I'll just go faster. That's my solution to it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just climb, suddenly climb have a four hundred watt five minute. Yeah. Power, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you drop anything below 90 RPM, you just explode. It doesn't matter what power it is. So you have exactly. to stay above. <laughs> yeah. Zero watts or all the watts and then making it or not. That's how it works. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to those because so far I haven't, I haven't actually gone up, you know, like Ditchling or Duncton or anywhere severe. I've been up some, you know, decent climbs and it's fine. But yeah, got to adjust. Cross that bridge when you get to it, I suppose. Exactly. Climb that hill when I get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have we been enjoying all the spring classics? Classic. Yes, I've been enjoying it very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, I mean, I think I watched more Flanders than anyone else, didn't I, somehow? You did. I didn't watch yeah. it until I managed to avoid the result until 11 o'clock at night. And I picked the winner. Cheers. It's good. We had some good, like, coded. Me, me and Sam were, or other Sam were chatting about it, and like, we we gave so little away, yet gave the whole race away. Yeah, I I didn't look at one message. I literally just didn't look at my phone at all until eleven o'clock, and I watched it, and then I read back all the stuff, and I was like, yes, I made it. It was well worth it. No, it was good. It was it was a good race. It's like early on, it just seemed like Asgreen had their numbers all day long, just like playing the team game. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't see it coming, even when sort of he was sort of doing all the attacks from like sixty k to thirty k out. I just thought, thought like he, he's he did so many attacks, almost like Van Aert was always pulling him back. But it's equally, it's like Asgreen was still just doing just as big an effort to get away on that gap, wasn't he? So yeah, exactly. And then all the other quick step like Alaphilippe as well. He was clearly bluffing quite a lot because he exploded beautifully at the end. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Did him, him and Pickock just like rode in together, didn't they, at the end? Yeah, yeah. then Pickock says that he just didn't eat enough. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, a portion, I... portion of attacks. <laughs> yeah. He said, didn't he say something? I saw something in the Ineos, like a backstage pass equivalent, don't they? Like Mitchell and Scott did or do. And he said, I had no more than 200 watts up the last, last few climbs. Like I was just absolutely crawling, just wanted to make it home. So he obviously blew up spectacularly, didn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was loving um, Marco Haller, absolutely gunning it at one point. 
He put in some decent attacks, didn't he? He must be put out like three times the power of Pickcock. Yeah, no, the man is a yeah. unit. I love it. And uh, Anthony Todgis, he was well good with his white rimmed sunglasses. He um he was jumped he, he across, the, didn't he? Total Energy rider was he? Yeah, yeah. He's really gone under the radar, but he's he's absolutely flying at the moment. He's had quite a lot of good spring classic results recently. Mm-hmm. Lots of top tens. You know, I, I can't say I've really ever heard of Todger. No. <laughs> um, who else we got? Yeah, you know, GVA, Greg Van Avermaet, bring, rolling back the years. I mean, rolling back the years, what, by sitting in all day and then out sprinting a broken group? A great job. <laughs> <laughs> I fear that's going to be his last last decent result. It's, it's almost like it's like the change in the guard sort of thing, isn't it? Where I think, yeah, was it was Sagan, did Sagan do all right? No, that was the, the previous race and he came third and all fourth, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, again, well, that was. But no, I thought it's it's he's done he's done a lot, hasn't he? But it's almost like he hasn't really got the spark anymore. To no, there's clearly there's there's lots of riders coming through now that 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 lot are just going. And actually, I've got a very quick quick fire game to play with you. Okay, I'm going to say the name of a rider, and mm. you tell me how many <laughs> days it's been since they last won. I mean, is this the list you sent me earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Harry, I don't think Harry's seen it. I'm sorry, I can't remember it. I've seen the list on your um, Instagram post, if that's what you oh, mean. Oh, man, I, I, I was banking on neither of you paying attention to that. I only you remember sent me a Sam, picture. Yeah? <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> I thought I just posted it to Instagram. Oh, maybe you didn't. Well, I went right. The only thing I remember there. is that you said Aru has got like over a thousand days, isn't it? Yeah, which does, does not surprise me. Yeah. So, so no, Greg Van Avermaet, how many days oh, he's for GVA? I said, well, five, I'd go for like no. nine, 900 and something, 932. Really? That many? I'd say four, no, I'd say 650. 570 days. Oh. And what was his last win? Oh. I'm looking uh, up. It's better, I don't know what his was. Greg. But there's some there's some interesting <laughs> ones like Nibbly six hundred twenty Pino six two seven Chris Froome one thousand forty three Roman Bardet one thousand one hundred thirty eight. <laughs> Is that Dave? Oh, okay. the last one he won the twenty nineteen Grand Prix Montreal. Ah, uh, yeah. He beat wow. um, a crack team of Diego Alusi. Ivan Cortina Garcia and Tim Wellens to the podium. Great turnout. <laughs> oh, Matt, I like you, Lisa. <laughs> little punchy, little punchy man. Yeah. Yeah, Gilbert as well, 574. Right, he thinks he's had half a kneecap for that whole time, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Is, is, has he won since he's been with um... Lotto? Sudal. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I might look it up. When, when did he move? He's done two years of them, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, Philippe. What's yeah, happening it's with just um, definitely... Sagan as well? Is he going... Um, Rim has it, he's going to... What's it I saw that, yeah, to, to Koenig. Koenig. Well, yeah, but then... well, I, I think they're saying that because Daniel Oss is going. So I think they're saying because Daniel Oss is going, who's his right-hand man, he'll then go. But he probably will just retire, surely. You'd think so. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I... Well, I suppose it's like... The Koenig wouldn't pay him, would they? It's like specialised, entirely paying that. Oh, okay. like per- he'd like bring yeah. personal sponsors when he to get that. Yeah. Um, you just think, where does he fit in with that team? Because Yeah, like, do they need yeah. a superstar? I think, Possibly uh, not. Yeah. But he's on the way out. They, well, they say that's the... You forget about, they've got Cavendish as well, don't they? Yeah, he came, thir- he came third today. At, um, really? Skelder Press, is it? Skilled the press. The I've one got that's a great like quote. The semi classic between um, Flanders and Roubaix. Um, Jasper Phillips, I think, won for, he won for uh, Alpson Phoenix. And then Sam Bennett came second. They um, Alpson basically boxed in Bennett and they did a lead out and played it really smart and beat, beat uh, Quickstep very well. Uh, but I've got a great quote from Lefebvre about Sagan. He's on Twitter. He said, 
amazing that the fantastic Ronda van Vlaanderen is not enough anymore. Journalists starting new fudge to Kernick Quickstep about Sagan. Sorry, you can play alone. Don't call me. <laughs> I love that line. Sorry, you can play alone. Don't call me. <laughs> yeah. And Ronda Poles just signed a five-year deal. Is he? Oh, with, yeah. with Alperson or with Canyon? No, not Vanderpol. Vanderpol. Oh, Vanderpol. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's good. I think he's going to be absolutely just. He's going to make as much impact as Van Aert and Vanderpol. How old is he now, though? So is, is he sort of same age as Pickock? Because especially you've got to think. Pickock's yeah. twenty-one, and he's doing what he's doing at the moment. Like he might not have sort of like the raw power or the legs, but like as he's proven at Crossworld, it's going to come. Like he's, oh, he's yeah. podium twice at Crossworld Championships. Uh, uh, same age more tt he'll be better with tts and stuff just thinking how ridiculous his position is and everything but then maybe the longer climbs he might not have it on pickcock just i don't know how much he weighs because you pickcock you'd imagine he's not much over 60 if not a bit less whereas evan pole you feel like he's a bit more of like a 61 kilograms apparently pickcock uh, Evanapol. Oh, he's due to yeah. the Giro this year then. Mm. Uh, that see how he goes. Yeah, I wonder the who. Next... Could, uh, I wonder who they're sending then to Koenig. Would they send Evanapol and um, Almeida? Almeida? Yeah, that'd be quite a good little team. To be fair, their their um, stage race squad, like for Vuelta, Tour, and Giro, they're better off sending their A team to the Giro or Vuelta. Rather than trying to take on Pog and Rog at the older uh, yeah, like that. Oh yeah, so Almeida's doing that. They've also got the um, is it James Knox, the uh, the Brit? Yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. like another good stage racer. Yeah, and then they can just go for one. green jersey with Sam Bennett. That's God. you know so Almeida's only twenty two as well. Exposure. Yeah, the yeah. Portuguese fans love Almeida. They go mad when he wins. I love it. That's because they've had um, the only other runner they've had to cheer on is Rui Costa. Is, yeah, Rui Costa, <laughs> great. World champ. <laughs> I remember watching that world champs. It's like he absolutely robbed them blind. I've got I've got a game involving world champs later, so that's exciting oh. for everyone. Um, yeah, I think the next year or so, it's just going to... Because like Brandon McNulty, Sepkus, all those stage race guys are also coming through. Old um, Vingegaard. The Yumbo Visma rider. He won at the Jonas. UAE. Jonas Vingegaard, that's it. And he's got a really good TT on him as well. Like the Yumbo Visma is, he squad the, is coming through. Is he the bloke that got disqualified at, well, at Harrogate Worlds? Dutch bloke. No, that's or was he the Dutch one that won guy. it? Oh, he's Danish, sorry, yeah. Yeah, who is that guy? But he's, yeah, he's around as well, that guy. God, everyone, even Brandon McNulty is 23. I thought he was older than that. Mm, there's lots of lots of high quality young riders, and as we've discussed on the pod before, it's very much uh, all those riders in the past days. The rules would be you've got to earn your earn your thing, you know, all the sort of different rules of the road. And I was listening to um, the Mitch Docker podcast the other day where they were saying like in races, you know, the older guys would say right, no racing until this certain point, or on the Quarimont, you you attack into the first corner but then you go slowly up the first bit and then you're allowed to attack. And all these young guys are coming along going, <laughs> do one, I'm attacking whenever I like. And yeah. just going for it. And, you know, that's such an old way. Cycling is a very traditional old sport in that sort of sense. And I'm so happy it's getting torn apart like that because all those rules and all those stupid things, you know, that old white men have decided just need to get in the bin. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think, Well, as well with... Um... I think it's mainly because of all the, like you say, the young ones coming through. But how old is, do we say McNulty is? He's quite young. Isn't He's he? 23. So do you think he'll stay with UAE and help Pog? I would think move? they'll give him a lot of money. Because that at the moment, is it in, um, where is it? Basque Country, right? Is that at the moment those two are racing? Yeah, and Todd, and, Todd won today. Yeah, because him and Todd. Pog is out. <laughs> a race they're like one two in it aren't they I think those who's it I was um, I think I was listening to Lantern Rouge's uh, summary of it and they were saying that maybe they're using McNulty as a kind of backup like they're sending him up the road then like oh well if he gets caught it's 
then it doesn't matter anyway. It gives the others something to think about, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's almost like Ineos in them, but with attacking. They should have... Yeah, I'm I just do. looking at UAE squad for Tour de France, or well, well, the squad they've got, and in theory, they could send David De La Cruz, uh, Formolo, yeah. Hershey, Raphael Mica, McNulty... Oh. Well, they've got Mike now as well. Yeah, yeah. Elisi, Al- he'll be good. Uh, Trentin, for those windy days, so he doesn't lose. Because that's where teams are going to try and tear it apart, especially teams like Quickstep and Jumbo Visma with Van Art, etc. You know, no day is safe now. And that's where Pog lost all his time in the last tour on one of those crosswind yeah. days. Like, no day is safe. And you need someone like Trentin, you know, to really make sure that, right, that's your day. Forget the mountains. You need to look after us on that, you know, those two or three I, transition I suppose stages. UAE, yeah, they, they could play into the role of like, they don't need to defend the race. They can win it sort of later on. Mm. And it's like, they know that Todd is not going to be dropped. Like, even if like he's isolated, he can still um, yeah. just follow moves and just still make it up there, can't he? So like, they, they could, they could maybe perhaps put some more like powerhouses in there and leave him a bit more isolated on the mountain stage to just ensure he does not lose any time. Yeah. If, if Ineos has well, three Roglic leaders, got, got that's power. the key. They'll have to, won't they? Because that's the only way they're going to do well again. Because Yates, they'll send Yates as their leader and he hasn't got the legs on Roglic or Pogs, no, does he? But, so if they, but if they can send him up good. and they're marking someone else, that's the key. You, you know, don't have to have the strongest legs, you just got to have the strongest team. Because Polk can only follow yeah. one person. So if he chooses not to follow another one, that's where the time could be made. But then basically Yumbo, two people so it... in contention the whole time. But then Yum that's the thing, Yumbo had the whole team could have basically won the tour if they supported them within reason, couldn't they? Like they're all just absolutely absolute hitters. So it's just they cocked it up a bit, basically. But they've got no excuse. With Roglic at the moment, the way he's riding, if he doesn't win, <laughs> that's I think he's got the best legs out of anyone. It's just whether he doesn't blow up again catastrophically. He's, he's gonna like yeah. he's done it what four out of five times on his like big races. Yeah. And if you think he's gonna get to a point, he's just gonna be like, I give up. Like what is what is the point? Like <laughs> I'm the best and I still can't friggin' win a race and some twelve year old is beating me. Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's my money would still be on Roglic, to be honest. I think you have best odds. But I think they're even odds. Aren't they? they must what, yeah. win the tour. Yeah, Froome's like twenty to one. <laughs> How's Froome twenty to one though? <laughs> like... I, I really liked his quote the other day where he basically said, um, "I would win race. I would be able to win races if I had the legs." I was like, "Yeah, Chris, me and you both." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like it. That's a great line. <laughs> I'm just crap, and it's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love well, to see him do well. Well, he's yeah, but it's like every time it's like the first day. It's like oh, Chris Froome drops another twenty minutes on a stage. You're like, oh no, it's all it's, it's just... all part of the game plan. He's gonna, everyone's gonna think nothing of it, and he's gonna go up the road on like the first mountain stage and take sixteen hours on everyone else. Just <laughs> the, the, like the cold, cold forestry is gonna go hundred k out and level like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and you'll have nine hundred SISLs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just—he's basically doing tempo now for every race stage race that he does. Every day, he just sets out at tempo and just doesn't care. And that's yeah. his training. He doesn't go above his te- like zone three. That's just his training now. He doesn't care if he gets dropped. He's like, I'll come last, but this is just training for me, so that I and can just be a go. New- SIS suppository, a gel you put on your bum <laughs> instead of for, for maximum <laughs> absorption. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll drop like a care package for him in the road and he'll just open it up and it'll just be gold gels everywhere. Yeah, he'll have a little flap on his bibs yeah. that he opens up and just fires it up there. Mega power. <laughs> he'll wear those bibs that like, um, who is it? When, um, who is it from EF that were doing the... Uh, all the, the really long endurance races, you know, they had those endurance bibs with like massive bulging pockets on the side. Uh, just yeah, they... With like a loaf of bread in <laughs> one pocket, <laughs> 400 SIS gels in another pocket, just ready to be carved up. He doesn't stop in the middle. He does the transfers himself. He just rides to the next stage. He doesn't even get the bus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Wait and see. Um, the ladies, um, Ronda was quite good as well, with old Van Vluten taking yeah, the win. And it was in someone said it's um it's Morvistar's first ever uh classics win or couple classics win mm. for, for the men and the ladies. What impressed me the most was um the second place. You know Lisa Brenauer? Yes. Her sprint at the end, she was like amazing. Like she like she absolutely toasted everyone. Like she was super quick. That was really that was really impressive. Oh, I, I wanna see how what well, I'd be really interested to see what their times are compared how they compare and power like I bet their power numbers are higher than most people realise that they are still absolutely motoring along. I just, oh yeah, I reckon it's super interesting to see what they can do, but it's still savage power kind of thing. Be really cool to see. I don't know if any of them, like what what the kind of highest ranked rider is in that peloton that will upload to Strava. So you know, obviously you got Van der Poel and stuff for the men that upload it. We can have a look, mm. but worth a look. I love Agandas. Yeah, I suppose like almost is is there? Like, obviously, you get like pro cycling stats with the uh, the results, and almost, it's it's uh, almost like a link to everyone's ride and like, like any results anywhere. Sort of see if there's like a, uh, a finishing list for it. Yeah, oh, well, I suppose with, with the women's races, they they have a slightly different finish than it's the men's, um, which I believe mm. they've got some their climbs a bit closer to the finish as well, which sort of either a makes it a bit more exciting in terms of you're waiting a bit longer but then also it's sort of if someone does get away on that climb which is basically everyone's waiting for van luton to go then it's uh less exciting in that respect if um once she has gone you know the race is over yeah because she just started as well isn't she she's so so strong i've, I've had some mixed thoughts on the uh the old michael shah Mikhail shah incident as well Oh yeah, which one was this? There's been so many incidents. I'm confused which are which now. Uh, so he he threw he threw the bottle to the spectator. Ah, and originally, it, so it's like mm. obviously the spectator was there like gagging for it, wasn't he? Like he really wanted that <laughs> bottle. Um, Throw it down my throat. Yeah. I reckon so, like, so that, I'd do that, but um, as like a Van der Poel fan and just try and trick him. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. So like from that, obviously the rule at the moment is like you can't give her the throw the bottle. Whether there's no like I think that there's no with due care as they used to be so it's like there's no discretion for it but like say say you just like a rider goes along just sees a bunch of fans just throws a bottle to them what if they don't want the bottle like i wouldn't be that excited if a rider threw a bottle at me i wouldn't want to pick it up so it's like then is it up to me to make like to not (laughs) not make them litter so it's like by having that rule is you're not putting the ownership on someone else to make it someone else's problem because all they're doing is the shifting litter problem to someone else i once uh, saw um the peloton riding along and someone threw a bottle and it went through an open top window <laughs> <laughs> now is that littering it's in someone's house that's true yeah you can't prove it didn't go in a bin so like would they have to get like a var on it and be like right all the fan yeah yeah we saw the fan leading them on the fan said he wanted the bottle he nodded his head like a bid and then oh the fan picked it up oh we actually looked at the replay and so the fan uh he picked it up but he just put it behind a bin a bit further along so we didn't want it anymore so you're disqualified <laughs> i think the they have, you know they've got litter zones yeah there should be fan bottle zones where it's just lined with fans that want bottles and then the riders just <laughs> pelt them with bottles as they go by <laughs> It'd yeah. be like dodgeball, wouldn't it? You just get well, all these injured fans with loads of paramedics, like, or, just bottles stuck in them. <laughs> if you want a bottle that much, go and stand in the litter zone. That's Stop true. That's true. Yeah. Well, what about if you had like different sized bins, and as they're riding past, if you get it in like the twenty second bin, you then yes. get twenty seconds taken off your time, like a almost like an intermediate sprint. So you actually get like <laughs> Rog slowing up to try and get his bottle in the in the minus yes, 20 like, bin like, rather like than the like minus a, one mcdonald's bin. drive-through yeah exactly <laughs> it's sort of as well it's like um dutch dutch cycle dutch cycle lanes have like big nets on them as well so like you can throw rubbish into a net as you're riding along do they that's cool i like that and they'll, they'll employ like bigger riders like connor dan to almost be like blockers for those those moments so you'll have like rog trying <laughs> to get his bottle in and then the, and, like, trying a, to get a huge quiet. seven foot rider will then swat it away DQing it from the race. <laughs> Each team will just hire one seven foot rider that doesn't have to ride a bike. 
but they just hire loads of basketball players just to like lie in front of the bins. You want um? Is it? Oh, I can't remember his first name. Rashid Cornwall, the West Indian spinner. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's all. I feel this, it has like obviously the anti UCI hate on this, but it's almost like it's rare for UCI to actually stick to their guns and enforce a rule, um, which is like it's a but, shit rule, yes, but equally they have enforced it and the rule has been out for quite a while, and so no one really cared about it until suddenly it's enforced. Have you seen yeah. in um with the was it uh I can't remember which race it was, it might have been Flanders, I don't know, but a few riders they've <laughs> when they've been going for breaks they've put their hand that like done the kind of yeah, dog paw thing, and then instantly realised and panicked, and then put their hands back, kind of thing, realising and things. <laughs> People getting used to it, and then they're going for these really awkward half super tuck, half. I'm not quite sure what they're doing, and like just hovering. Very, hovering. Yeah, it's really awkward, and the commentators are kind of just not really sure what to say about it. They kind of, well, it is legal, but I suppose it's more dangerous. They're just descending how they used to descend five years ago when no one cared about the super tuck. Yeah, basically. Like it is a fairly new thing, isn't it? Super Tuck is new. Yeah. When did that come? It was, well, when Brian Fring used it, that's kind of when most people started noticing yeah. it. Yeah, Sagan, I remember Sagan used it at the Richmond Worlds when he won as well. Super right, Tuck yeah. would be my RuPaul drag name. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> would you have a chamois on as well? <laughs> Always. That, I just wear my skin suits. Yeah, that's, that's how you get your tuck. <laughs> <laughs> Harry has no clue. No clue what's no, going I, on, does he? I mean, I know, I know what the root for is, but I just... Uh, a, a tuck, Harry, is just to think they want to look like more like ladies. No, I know, I know, I, get, I know all of that. <laughs> but I'm just cho- I'm choosing to close my ears because it's uh, just... Me, you don't, you don't, want, don't want any spoilers because you've got 12 seasons to catch up on. <laughs> I can't say you've sold me on it yet, but maybe there's time. Oh, when mate, honestly, my get into it. it. Everyone that watches it <laughs> loves it. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's uh, it's Zulia at the moment, isn't it? Which looks pretty crazy with old Rog and Pog. We touched on that slightly. And old McNulty. It's called it Zulia, oh, Tour of the Backs Country. It's, it's got like a trendy name. It's Zulia. What's that stand for? It's Zulia. I don't know. Maybe it's Basque for something. I'm not really sure. I'm All it's bringing saw... up is um, things like that. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere about world a world championship race in Africa. Tour. Ooh. It's Basque for tour. Ah. Yeah, Rwanda. Did oh, well, 2019. Yeah, Rwanda that, officially what? submits bid for 2025 Road World Championships. That'd be yeah. wild. Oh, that's quite cool. The fans in those races, are, like the pitches, are always incredible. Like, good vibes. Is there? I know there's, there's, there's they're not a World Tour races there, but there's quite a high profile race in Rwanda. Is it, I think it's called the Tour of Rwanda. Yes. Um, but it's, it's quite mountainous, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, like Kenya is ridiculously like the elevation in Kenya is crazy. Yeah, which I think yeah. So I think obviously one. there are parts of Africa that are very as it's quite a large mass of land. <laughs> there are lots of different parts, but the bit I know about Kenya is very yeah very elevated and stuff. It'd be interesting to see them, wouldn't it? If um, how serious the UCI take this bid in terms of their this, the, is it about money or is it about outreach to new places like Qatar? Because obviously that was yeah. a new place, but very they also happen to have money. lots of money. I'd hope that it's for exposure, but I fear it's for it's for cash because, yeah, the UCI, in many respects, aren't doing the greatest job, as we all know. But then, what? Here's a question: Is there a governing body that actually are universally recognised as being doing things that are the best for the athletes and the sport, rather than for money in their back pockets? That's a good question. I suppose from that, it's like that we we are very heavily invested in cycling. So 
we only really see the world related to cycling, which is a very small part of it. So yes. I suppose from our point of view, it's, it's hard to see the bigger picture of other sports, but then equally from that, I don't know nearly as much about any other governing body. So I, or apart from FIFA, maybe, but they, they're not exactly... <laughs> they're not exactly... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> people to follow are they <laughs> I know the um, Formula 1 governing body is absolutely shocking as well so I would say cycling is better than FIFA and FIA for I suppose aren't FIA oh, I might have this completely wrong FIA is sort of a business in a sense though isn't it it's not a true governing body it, well it's it's really odd because their rules only apply to their races which so if your one race might be an FIA run race and therefore you follow their regulations and rules and you're under the jurisdiction of their governing body, but then the next weekend you might not be in an FIA sanctioned event and therefore it's a completely different set of rules. So that's a, different set of, a different set of, well, a different body, basically. Similar to the UCR then, like you could be in a, a BC race or you could be in a, a club run race. So like you, you have different bike rules, for example. Yeah, basically. Uh, okay. I, I think... It, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I've got no idea. They just make everything too complicated to a point where no one really knows what's going on. But I suppose that's cycling, really. And also, it's like it's not like we're going to be entering an FIA Formula One race <laughs> because we don't have a Formula One car. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. To buy to buy a license, because uh, I mean, I know it's still extortionate for a BC license for racing, isn't it? For years. Like, Hundred no, or something. You buy one four years ago and you just put the same number down every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's easy. Frank Abbott and Hale, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> um, but I think for F1, for the license to race in a season of F1, it's 20 grand or something for the, for the license. Is that it? I mean, that's a that's rip-off. Even, no, but equally, to race to F1... 20 grand is pathetic though isn't it like what's the point in the, what, what are they getting from that 20 grand when they've got to go to a racetrack and spend millions <laughs> I think Mercedes budget is something like 600 million so I suppose you could argue it is quite a small amount yeah yeah uh, yeah when you put it like that maybe it's they're being very reasonable with the term it's the biggest bargain in Formula 1 isn't it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I might buy one anyway it <laughs> just to get a number <laughs> on the sale Show it, show it off to your lady friends, it. Harry. Yeah, exactly. I just, when they ask for a license, you just a driving license, just give them your super license from F1. Yeah, it's probably I the cheapest way to get into like um, the super yachts in Monaco, though. Just flash your race license. And... <laughs> flash your race license. Yeah, just walk in with your helmet on and just like hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Formula driver just with his helmet on all the time. That's yeah. Awesome. Stig style. Right, I've got a game, boys. Oh, no. This game is called World Champ or Chump. Um, <laughs> I like it already. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and it is basically... Um, I'm going to go through the World Champions, starting at 2020, and then we'll see how far we go down. And you've got to say higher or lower of the number of wins they had during their year as world champion. Oh, yes. in the, in the so are they a world okay. champ or a world champ? Okay, so we'll start nice and easy. 2020, so far, Julian Alaphilippe. A bonus point if you can say who the world champion is as well, once we go down from this one. So, Harry, he had two wins, okay? Yeah. So, all he had? so far, he's won two. Okay, it's still it, yeah, fair enough. So, Harry... You need to tell me who the world champion before him was and whether they had higher or lower amount of wins. So was it Valverde? Was it him? That it was had not. It? Passes on to Seth. <laughs> oh, it was. Um, thank you. I'd, I'd have gone Valverde as well. It was the old <laughs> Trek bloke, uh, Mads Pedersen. Oh, it, yeah. it was Mads Pedersen. And I think oh, he no. was... I think he was the same. I reckon he had two. He had one win. Oh, one I remember win. the one, but yeah, I thought he bought more. Okay, Harry, it was a bit, he had a bit of a tricky a tricky year to be a world champion, sadly. Yeah, because mm. yeah, he, he wasn't world... That was it. He wasn't world champion because it was quite early on world champs. And all his races were later in the year. And he, I think he won 
one or two after that, after he lost his world championship. Mm. What's happened to okay. him? I don't even... I've, it's kind of fallen off the face of the earth. I haven't heard. Well, Pedersen? Mate, he's absolutely what? pinging. Him and Stuyven are tearing it up. Almost like Harry, like it was a fluke his world championship. I think it was. Lucky. Lucky Watts. He won um he won a spring he win, classic. He did win recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. He won something. Him and yeah, I, I bet on him for Flanders if he could get over those climbs, which he did not, so jokes on me. Right, next he's, person, he's Harry. Cairn Brussels Cairn he won. Oh nice, see? Big oh, one. Me. Yeah, fair That's play, the sprint, yeah. sprinter's classic, isn't it? No. Yes, yes it is. Right, next person, Harry. Valverde. Valverde. Higher or lower than one win? Higher. Correct. Okay, you I can mean, keep going. Who's the person before him? 2017, oh, Harry. 2007. I don't... I really don't... know. Uh, Sagan. Correct. Higher or lower than five wins? Oh, this will be... I think this will be close. Oh, no, i say higher. Higher, correct. Nine wins. The year before that, Harry, 2016. Sagan. Correct. Higher or lower? Well, how many did he have in yeah, 17? Before. Nine. In 2017. This is 2016. Higher. Higher, correct. 11 wins. Wow, we've not got that. The year before, Harry, 2015. Oh, I'm still thinking Sagan, but I don't think he got it three years in a row. So I'm trying to actually think who else... 2016 is a long time. I was basically a child. This then. is 2015, this one. 2015? Bloody hell. Um, it was in... Innsbruck. No, Richmond. Richmond. Richmond, yeah. Did you mention this earlier? Um, Cavendish. I've no idea. No, you, Seb. It was Sagan. It was Sagan. Was three it? In a row, did Harry. it three in a row? My yeah. God. I didn't yeah, it was realize. Innsbruck, and then it was Norway. Qatar, or Qatar then Norway. Then Norway. And then Norway it was, uh, one was amazing. He literally, you in- didn't see him the entire race until he came around the last corner out of nowhere. And then just and fair play, Christoph was so close, wasn't it? Oh my God. It would have been yeah. so good for him to win in Norway. I'm gutted about it that. Was, it was the bike row, and it? Christoph didn't do a bike throw. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, higher or lower? From 11. 11, wasn't it, before that? <sighs> See, I think it's lower because he was on a bit of a stinker that year. No, he was absolutely pinging. He was 14. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> wow. That was when he was, in, he was actually doing well at the tour, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, so then... Okay. Is that back Who to Harry next? now? Oh, no, so it was, Kiew- it was Kiewatowski the year before that. Yeah, Kwiatkowski. That's a great Harry on the 14. I did not lower. think... Lower. Lower, he's on two. Who was the, the year before, before that? that? 2013. Oh, I, th- I think this... This would it have been him? Let me think. It could be his second appearance in the pod today. My vote, yeah, I think it's Rui Costa. <laughs> it he Rui robbed Costa. he robbed um two Spaniards to the to the podium. Uh he he I don't think he got a single win that year. Or he got one or two. It was very low, wasn't it? So he's, how many was Kiwatowski, sorry? Two. Oh lower. He got two. I'll give you that. <sighs> He got two as well. The year before, hey, Cadell Evans. It was not. He's, you're in the right ballpark, but Cadell's a bit earlier. Then Harry? I honestly, I couldn't. I was it. Was it? Is, it? is that the only 2011. one? 2011. Is that? Is it? Yeah. Answer. What happened to 2013? That was Costa. What happened to 2012? Oh yeah, Gilbert. Sorry. It was your there you go. With only oh, one win. Yes, sorry, I, I, I knew it was like him and Costa, like the, the, the curse really got those two. Yeah. Cavendish 15. Any guesses? Oh. Someone. So in the modern era, who's got the most? Would you say? 21 wins in a year. Oh. Wait, who's got the most? As world champ, 21 wins as the world champ. That's a tough um... one. That is a tough... I'm going to say Cav, maybe, because of how dominant he was. It was his first year with Sky, though, which I don't think he was that great at. But he, where was he... What, um, where was he famous for getting a load of wins? What was the team? The yeah, he, was, he, he won it with a mega... 
He won it with the Mega yeah. Farmer, though. And then he, he went did. to Sky, yeah. Uh, a Mega Farmer's the right sort of uh, area. Oh. Was it Boonan? Was it Boonan then? It's Boonan. Yeah. 21 hey. wins Boonan got. When did he win World Champs then? 2005. Fair play. Wow. Oh, there's Luke LeBlanc with zero wins in 1994. How many? Here's a question. How many did Lance Armstrong win when he was World Champ? Four. I, well, that, that was like 90. Like ninety six was it ninety seven? Ninety three. Oh, early. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll go for like five. One. Oh, really? Yeah. And the person oh. who's won the most, I think, is Freddie Martin's nineteen seventy six. He won forty four. Oh, bloody hell! Imagine <laughs> someone winning forty four races in a year. Uh, races in a year now. Yeah, no. Merck's got twenty seven once, twenty two another time. How many did Cipollini win? Because he, he did he get? He I don't think Cipollini's ever been. I'm pretty sure I remember no, him. Cipollini's never been world champ. Has he not? Ah. That's oh no, he, he has. Did. He has in 2002. I, I yeah, he only got four. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Oh, that's quite surprising. Cipollini's one of those people that he he was going for so long that I find it how weird how modern he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was very much the old school. He wouldn't let anyone until the television cameras came on. He made everyone ride as slow as possible. <laughs> did he? Yeah, there's some great on the cycling podcast. They did a whole um, couple of episodes all about him. He has the most crazy, crazy life, and all after cycling and stuff. Like he's just absolutely crazy. He's absolutely, absolutely ripped, though. Yeah, yeah. He de- he's definitely on the roids, isn't he? I think. He he just doesn't ride up hills. He must just go. He must just drive to the top of the hill and just get the KOM on the descent and then call it a day. He just rides his bike naked all the time, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's odd. Yeah, he's weird. And then all the only photos you see of him back in the day are just with those weird glass goggles on or smoking. It's just mad. (laughs) I don't. I don't know how good he was. Was he really, really good? Like Cav level or Sagan level? I think yeah, he, well, he was literally he was just like an absolute. School. He's an absolute specimen, wasn't he? Like he's just like a racehorse. Like he was so quick in a straight line because yeah. he was just massive. So would he just do classics and stuff like that and just get to the end and then just? No, it wasn't classics. He was basically was just... Italia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got up the climbs, and that you just can't. You can't see him going up a climb. You just... Yeah, but I, I don't think he. I don't think they really cared about the time limit because he was just like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, you just can't see him going up a climb quickly at all when you weigh 100 kilos or something. Yeah, he but... won 42 stages of the Giro d'Italia. Blind. 12 man. stages of the Tour, three Ghent Revelgums. Ghent Revelgum, to be fair. 12 one, Tour though. de Romandie stages. Romandie. Uh, tw- 11 stages of Catalonia. Eight stages of Paris-Nice. Two Shell de Uh they must have changed the course then, surely, for that. Oh, no, no, oh, Milan-San Remo, he won. Yeah, 1989 to 2008 he rode. That's pretty, that's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> right, here's some other facts. I've discovered some really good pages on uh, pro cycling stats. So, have a guess of some riders who are riding today the longest amount of days since they've not had a DNF. Oh, so, well, I, they just don't quit the non quit i know adam Hansen, he's retired now hasn't he but he had like he was uh, for world tour races wasn't he he was yeah he did like four thousand in a row so someone's <laughs> yeah. got someone's got 191 race days since their last dnf that's pretty good since the last dnf i mean i missed that who was that sorry so rudy Mollar, 191 uh-huh. days race days not just days actual races since they lost the NF. That's impressive. Never, never this is a surprise. It. Chavez, 166 race days since their last DNF. I was going to say him. It's because he's always spat out the back. So when there's a crash, he's just never going to crash into <laughs> anyone. That's the only uh, reason. Stefan yeah. King, Demar, he's up there. Omar Fraile, Sepkus, Ben O'Connor. There's some interesting ones here. It's been that long since I Demar see- won um, uh, Sam Remo, is it? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must it must be. Oh, 148 race days. Yeah, that's the last time. <laughs> <laughs> he learned his lesson and he's now proven a point. Yeah, very interesting. There's all sorts of crazy things here. We'll do uh, some more games based around yeah. pro cycling stats, maybe. Most race days. Um, yeah. you, you're, in the, you're in the statistics section, though. Yeah, it's great. It's quite good, isn't it? There's all sorts of crazy things going on in here. <laughs> Who was the slowest rider in the world tour in 2020? <laughs> average speed. <laughs> from average speed. Oh, that no. Was that was like Dowsett or something, wasn't it? He's just a hitter, and then they just, well, just massive. They just get dropped instantly and just crawl up the climbs as slow as possible. So it is Nico Roach. He's done did five thousand race kilometers and did an average speed of thirty six point eight. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Tony Martin second. I suppose Chris Froome sixteenth on that list. Flipping egg. Two people: Remy Cavagna, the quick step guy, and then another guy called Simone Consoni. Consoni. Did it over a thousand race, ten thousand race kilometers <laughs> in twenty twenty. <laughs> that is oh it's a lot of racing. I love Cavania. Yeah, he's done a lot this year already. What did he do? There's so many crazy stats here. It's probably not that interesting for a podcast. Us just looking through them, but Chavez, the most profile views on one day. 36,000 views on his page in one day. <laughs> what? What was that from? On the 30th of March 2021. What did you do on the 30th of March 2021? Is that when he won There's... that race? Yeah. Yes. Stage, didn't he? When... Yeah. Yeah, because today, today's, yeah. for example, is Jasper Philipson. Yeah. Um. I'm going to enter some crits, I think, happening next week or the week after, which is going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to watch them. Around um, Arding Lai Showground. So if I can get a place. Crits around Arding Lai Showground. Yeah, like in little squares. Yeah. So, you know, it's like the part (laughs) of the cross, part of the cross race, basically, Seb. Mm, That'd be quite cool, actually. Mm. A pretty interesting surface, though, isn't it? Like a bit chattery, or like some drains you've got to dodge and stuff. Yeah, it's it's not flat. Um, so yeah, I'm getting the crux. <laughs> Put all new bits of the crux to make it work sufficiently for a race. <laughs> Did a chain gang? That was fun. It oh, yeah, being... that was obscene. What you average something like twenty one, twenty miles an hour for a long, a long time, a very long time. Oh, that was that, um, that was last Sunday. Yeah, for four for eighty miles, we averaged twenty one. That was pretty good. Yeah, and I That's did like ridiculous. I did like two hundred and sixty normalized for that, which is pretty. Did you tasty. have a heart rate monitor? Did you have a heart rate monitor on? Yeah, it was like one hundred and sixty three average <laughs> for four hours. <laughs> that's just a, that's more than a race. That's... Well, yeah, that's sort of, that was sort of the idea. It was you know a, a six of us and then breakaways and attacking and. and rolling through and then different bits going for it but the kit i like honestly i'm eating so much at the moment while i'm riding and it makes such a difference i know i know i say that every time like it's a some sort of revelation <laughs> i've discovered i love how this is your epiphany <laughs> every time like, is it more each time is it like you have a full three course <laughs> meal than a ride oh my god i feel even better <laughs> yeah <laughs> had three mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> Sam Bacon fueled on Big Macs. Yeah, yeah. It's just the gels. It, I just, I just eat the gels and then it's done. You shoot, shoot them down every half hour or so, and then um. How many did you carry then? So on that ride, how long did that say it took you? Four hours. Yeah, so it's just under four hours. I did six gels and two bottles of mix. They now are you starting to put them like? Obviously, you you put your gels up, up your shorts, so you just got them like <laughs> like a little holster all the way around your shorts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well that 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 is what is tricky because when i've got my gilet on it's fine because i put my phone yeah. and everything else in my jersey pocket and then my gilet pockets are free for all the food but when it gets warmer i've bought a new saddle bag to put that stuff in the saddle bag but it's like a aero one 
so it like goes up under the saddle like a like a funny one that is one of the lamest things I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is true I'll take that yeah um, so yeah no did, it's good. did you buy it for its storage capacity or its aero properties no I just wanted one that didn't drape down onto the seat post it was annoying me and does I it kept... come with that I use it when raffle. I ride off road it just gets covered in shit and mud and then I have to put it on my road bike and it looks awful so that's the aesthetics fair enough yeah oh uh, yeah and then yesterday i did uh 295 for an hour normalized and we averaged i don't know what we averaged it was ridiculous it was just i i had two gels in a bottle and i didn't drink any of it because it was just the road surface and everything you were just holding on for dear life and just pedaling like it was absolutely crazy there's a couple of first cats and then a guy who will be a first cat and then an 18 year old gb triathlete who's just you know you meet people that are just clearly destined to be ridiculous athletes and mm. i was like when i was 18 like i just imagined myself as an 18 year old on a bike how absolutely shite i would be <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah fair play to him he was absolutely great but um yeah we did like four laps of a, it, oh it's the course we did harry at the handicap was it with the descent, the really fast descent? Yeah, the really yeah, fast descent, and then that, that slight hill. And so, then to the dead roundabout where no one breaks and hoping the cars weren't going to crush you. Yeah, so that the was dead roundabout where no one breaks. Yeah, except this yeah. time there was no marshals to stop anyone, and it was just you'd get dropped or get hit by a car, and you had to choose. <laughs> you had to choose one of them. <laughs> I suppose it's less humiliating getting hit by a car, so you just go for that. I suppose it's a great excuse to say why you got dropped as well. I was run over. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was under a bus yeah, yeah. i couldn't have it the sensation like i haven't ridden in a group going that fast for so long and it's it's just such it's a hard. good yeah it's but it's such I a cool sensation of just like flowing like rolling along like that we were doing like you know 28 29 miles an hour at times and because you're sheltered it's not as hard as obviously if you're on your own so mm. it was, um, yeah, it was quite the buzz, but you just have no reaction time for any potholes or anything. You just got to hit Nothing. them and just go, well, I just hope that my Chinese wheels don't explode. <laughs> <laughs> my eBay specials. Do you find yourself, just your eyes glued onto the, the person's wheel in front of you? Because I had to keep trying to push my eyesight up and actually look mm. forward. Because like you say, when you're not used to it and you haven't been doing it for so long and you're going along these tiny little lanes with massive craters and you're going faster than normal, you do find yourself just glued on their rear wheel, just hoping that you don't crash. I found that anyway, just trying to yeah. lift your eyes. But, and it was yeah. the descending as well. Like when you're on your own, you just go, you just go what you think is a fast pace. Mm. Whereas when there's someone in front of you and you need to keep up with them, you go the pace that they're going because that's the only choice you've got. <laughs> and I was going yeah. like 15 miles an hour quicker than I ever would. Just because it's that instinct, isn't it? You just prove to yourself. It's like whenever I follow Seb down a hill mountain biking. Like, if someone told me that's how fast I'd have to go and I was on my own, I'd be like, no way, I'd die. But you see him do it. You go, oh, okay, well, I can try and go as fast Your as I can at least. Yeah, you just, you just do it, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, I was riding today off-road, go around the Amman Park and South Downs Way and stuff, and I realised that I've got like a... When you're accelerating down a hill your brain thinks you're just going to continue accelerating until you're doing like a thousand miles an hour. So <laughs> yeah, I, I will break. I, I have like a limit of where I'll break at a certain speed to then maintain that speed going down the hill. But today mm. I purposely didn't cover my brakes. And then once you go past that speed, you only go a tiny bit faster and then you hit that terminal velocity. And it's the feeling of constantly accelerating. That is what I think frightens people rather than, once you hit that top speed and you're not getting any faster, even though you're still going downhill, then your brain can cope with that because it, it's reached that maximum pace. And then you yeah, deal with whatever you need to. You don't have to slow down. Like, okay, this is actually fine. I'm going as fast as I can without pedaling. It's almost like to, to sort of if you're not quite comfortable with like your normal descending position, just sit up a bit more. Like almost yeah. make your body bigger, but then let, you, let your body position do the braking, not your hands. Mm. Reverse super tuck. It's almost like when you like even descend on a mountain bike, you just sort of you just sit there, death grip, make yourself as big as possible, like a big sail, and you can just sort of comfortably get down most things like that. 
Yeah, then and you start getting playing, used then you, to that reaction time. Start playing around with like using the ground to break a bit more, like going over rougher ground or through thicker grass and like that to sort of naturally slow yourself down. Yeah, it's definitely mm. something I want to I want to do lots on because it's just it's free time without much effort at all. You just have to be a bit braver. Yeah, that's true. In races, especially as well, talking about that course that we did for that handicap, I feel like I might have mentioned it in the podcast when when we did the race. Um, But the course, the way it worked was that you kind of a slight, probably a slight downhill, wasn't it, into that junction, left-hand junction, 90 degrees, carry a lot of speed, and then straight down into this, what short sharp descent of maybe what 100 meters if that yeah i was hitting i was hitting four over 40 miles an hour down it yesterday it was rapid it's rapid isn't it yeah and then the left hand at the bottom i mean we did the recon and i suppose when you were doing it in the chain gang or whatever you don't really have to break you just kind of glide through it but in the race you forget that there's a massive concertina isn't there and i remember coming to you after (laughs) that no it was in the middle of the race we you kind of drew up alongside me and i was just like shouting at you like my rear wheel i was like ending down the hill because <laughs> i was braking so hard because of the concertina effect so i was going down the hill on my front wheel my rear wheel in the air whilst trying to turn and not go onto the other side of the road and i remember shouting it at you in the middle of the race just like i can't believe i'm alive <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a blind left turn as well isn't it and the surface isn't great so it's just like it's it's pretty sketchy and then there's the other corner at the top mm. of the hill that's just been resurfaced and you forget how hard you can actually take things like that. Yeah. Practicing those sorts of things. Like before these Arden light crits, if I get in, I'm going to go somewhere like a car park and just practice banking my bike over and just, you know, really trust in the bike because so many Watts and so much effort is saved from just be able to corner properly and trusting your bike and your tires. And I think that's a good thing you learn from cross as well oh yeah well like when i was following you when we were doing the uh just the little course weren't we in angering just mad yeah. how much and also just not tensing up i think when you haven't done it for a while you kind of all tense up like seb said you just kind of death grip and you kind of don't realize how much it takes out of you until you kind of get home like oh my god my hands and my wrists and forearms. yeah exactly yeah but that hopefully, yeah, cool. hopefully there'll be some there's some more um races coming up there's like hillingdon there's cycler park there's a few different ones but there's three at ardingly i think they're only half an hour but i was like well i'll just treat it like a training day i'll ride over there zone two do the crit and then go and do some more intervals and go home it'll just be a fun way of fun way of doing it hopefully the team crawley wheelers team that we're doing hopefully some of us third cats can do it you know and actually race it as a team that'd be quite fun rather than just riding around on our own which is not how then, I want to race a bike. Is there a limit number wise? Like 15 or I know we, we mentioned earlier, didn't we? Oh, uh, I think it's, I think it's 30 riders. Because it's an organized. Yeah. Race or whatever. Yeah. I think okay. it's higher. And it's also after a certain date where I think there's more things you can do or something. I don't know. I haven't, mm. I need to get my British, my, my cycling license or do the dodgy, dodgy thing that Seb does. <laughs> <laughs> the, the less money you can give them the better <laughs> <laughs> oh and also hopefully um we'll have alex on next week well no we will have alex on next week but hopefully by then we might have organized some sort of um sponsorship deal maybe with talk which would be quite cool i've been talking to alex about that a little bit where we might have, be able to have like a little link that people can use to get some money off and we might be able to get some cheap stuff so that'd be good be interesting as well i've never had a talk never had a talk gel so he said they're very nice i've never talked so anything in my life <laughs> <laughs> all by feeling it by food and by bolts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still i hear the crack yeah no i mean you know, it's, it's it's good stuff it is uh if you like sweet things it's yeah. the brand to go for um harry are you coming for our bike ride on saturday what bike ride is this? We're just going on a chilled bike ride on Saturday. It depends if, is it going to be like a hundred miles across the whole of the South Downs and back again? No, because I'm no. racing the next day. Um, It'll be like so an no. hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, on, I'm, yeah. I'm on my big bouncy mountain bike, so we can't oh, go fast. Are you doing an enduro, Seb? Yeah, I've got enduro on Sunday. It's going ahead. 
Oh, Ooh, I'm happy there. to ride up to somewhere and you can practice some enduro right. things. <laughs> Whatever no, that nothing, is. Nothing is happening this late, is it? Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> I rode my bike for the first time in like three weeks on the weekend, so we're all good. I believe in you. We've got um, Battle in the Bowl at some point. That's in like a month, isn't it? Yeah, I was chatting to Clint the other day, actually. Um, I, I, he's doing some Southern XC, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've got Battle in the Bowl at some point. And then some other random, what's the the Pippinford Forest Enduro as well? I've got that coming up. Oh, yeah. When's that? That's, that's in June, like, I think. Yeah, that's like August or something, isn't it? That's ages yeah. away. I, have to, I still need to enter that. But yeah, Battle in the Bowl, no clue when that is. That'd be great. Just, just tell me the day before or tell me the week before it'll be fine yeah so um yeah hopefully harry you can join us on saturday maybe we'll do like a little mm. mini mini uh podcast with dr five that we can add into the next episode that'd be quite fun that would be um, funny yeah and mainly just group rides and general fun and games all round sounds like a plan. and we'll be back next week with alex for some more actual insight and <laughs> technical stuff we need him for that, and we'll just add the <laughs> add the random spice as and when needed. All right, then, boys. Well, thank you very much, and I will see you on Saturday, and we'll also <laughs> chat with Alex next week. Until then, stay safe. Throw your rubbish in the bin. Sandy. Throw your rubbish in the bin. Uh, <laughs> not at a small child. Yeah. If you've got a crisp packet, it's not an honour to give that child that your crisp packet. They don't want it either. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.